0: Thank you for listening to the following film's podcast. Today I'm joined by George and Harry Kirby to talk about their latest film, Accident Man, Hitman's Holiday. The Accident Man is back, and this time he must beat the top assassins in the world to protect an ungrateful son of a mafia boss, save the life of his only friend, and rekindle his relationship with his maniacal father figure. Accident Man, Hitman's Holiday will be in theaters and on VOD and digital on October 14th. Hope you enjoyed the show. Big thanks to Fort Worth for letting me use the song at the end, and big thanks to Bookmans for sponsoring the show.
1: Thank you. Hey, hey Chris, Harry. You hey, George?
0: George. Good, good. How about yourselves?
1: Not too bad. Um, I'm Harry. I'm George. That's me.
0: Nice to meet you as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really do appreciate it.
1: No, no problem. It's a good to talk to you. Yeah. There was um,
0: I went into this film pretty blind as far as not having seen the first one. Okay. Um, and this is one of those rare films that I feel like it completely worked for me. I knew there were elements of it with what had happened prior that it was um acknowledging, but I felt like I was still able to move through this film and enjoy it and have a good time with it. Oh, no.
1: I'm, That's I'm good already, to
0: hear. Did you take the Stan Lee approach of every comic book as somebody's first comic book?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean that's really good to hear because we definitely did try and take that approach of uh, that we do enough that you kind of get an understanding of like okay, something clearly happened with these characters in the first film, but now we're already kind of moving through and things are happening, and so you can just kind of enjoy it. And this is a standalone, you know. The hope, I'm sure, for Scott, especially you know, these films are a passion project for him is that people watch this one who haven't seen the first and then go, cool, I'll go back and watch the first one kind of thing. So, yeah, I definitely took a little bit of that approach. of like, um, And also one of the reasons why it's Act of the Man, Hitman's Holiday, so that people can be like, they might just think, okay, I'll chuck this on, you know, not know it's a sequel and and still enjoy it kind of thing. So, yeah.
0: And is it something where the balance of comedy in action is something that's tried a lot but it's rarely pulled off well in fact i think sometimes comedy that happens in action isn't intended from the get yeah, sure. go it's a lot of times yeah. there's humor in there that wasn't by design um, yeah and with this it's it's very clearly a a really rare film that the action absolutely hits it works 100 but the comedy is there too
1: well, that's good yeah yeah i think that's that's definitely uh uh you like uh, if you've not seen the first one, um it's a lot darker in humour, like uh, it's very kind of almost, yeah, you know, it's very dark British humour. Um and when Scott came to us with this, um, we read the script and stuff, we could we could see the kind of potential for a lot of fun to be had. And um, you yeah, know, Scott definitely wanted to, and Stuart, the writer wanted to uh you know lift this one up, up a little bit in terms of its uh the comedy and the kind of the tone, make it a little bit more lighthearted and uh just to have more fun with the film and the characters and really um yeah, make you really get on board with the characters and uh, root for them, and you know, uh, on this crazy <laughs> kind of crazy journey, that, yeah, especially Mike that Mike Fallon goes on in the in the story. So uh that was definitely something we we're very conscious of. Yeah, it's like it's a balancing act because if you stop and think about any of these characters, they're awful, terrible people that you shouldn't be rooting for in any way, shape, or form. But hopefully, the way that the kind of pacing and the kind of comedy in the film makes you, you know, we want people to be rooting for Mike by the end of the film, and uh, you know, kind of thing. So. um yeah, that's a that's a balance that we were striving to get and hopefully, you know, hopefully that's what we did. Um and yeah, we definitely like taken inspiration from kind of other action comedies in the past and trying to, yeah, trying to get that get that blend. Well,
0: I'm glad that you brought that up because that's actually something that I was thinking about when I was watching this film. It's this kind of the hitman character is fairly Commonplace, And it's something that the hitman at the center of these films are always the person that we're pulling for. Um, despite yes. the fact that these are deplorable humans, people that we do <laughs> not sympathize with or feel yeah. anything for. But why do you think we keep going back to this as a career choice instead <laughs> of, say, like a teacher would be something yeah. more
1: sympathetic. Well, I mean, number one, a teacher's not gonna get into a cool fight with a, point, with, a with a ninja a ninja and a and a well, might and killer you know. clown. Yeah. A kid of clown. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's like they're larger than life characters in the first place. You get to live out some kind of fantasy, not fantasies because you know, but like uh things you could can, you can't see in other places. Plus, like what we tried to do with this was give something might quite simple in the he is trying to save a friend and like, uh, you know, that is, everyone can relate to that. So regardless of what he's done outside the film within this context, he's doing something good and you say what helps you to root for him. Plus we do try to send Mike on a little bit more of a, uh, an arc in this film. So by the end of the film, he's kind of made some realizations about the way he lives his life a little bit, and you know? So uh, yeah, if, if you can give them something sympathetic within the crazy stuff that they're doing, hopefully people, you know, get on board with that character.
0: Well, at the very least, to me, I'm not terribly concerned with likability in a character. It's something some of my favorite films have people at the center of them that I actively dislike. (laughs) And and in fact, if you get that reaction from me, to me, that's a good sign because I'm interested because I hate somebody. But for this, I actually did like Scott. He's pretty hard to pull against. And it's something that you can do both sides of those, like the action Mm -hmm. comedy. But really, this is, as you were saying, I think everything here, be it the action and the comedy, is deeply based in the human, the humanity of the story, that this is a character piece, weirdly enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what they're going for. And it kind of going back to what we were saying before, in terms of balancing the action and the and the comedy is that I think a lot of stuff with, with comedy comes into action. They're like stopping mid-fight to quit and, you know, whatever, which we don't really like. We will be like when you're in the action, it's like non-stop crazy carnage kind of thing. with the odd moment of like character stuff in there, but um uh, yeah, so we try to kind of like transition from the comedy into uh, this is a cool action sequence now and you're going to love it and then go back into the kind of lighthearted comedy stuff.
0: And could you talk about the um, the editing of the film a little bit as far as the way that you are the writing of this? Because the, the structure of it is actually pretty interesting where you start with something here, um, this opening shot, this opening sequence of the film, and you're building out to this. So pretty much what I, you give yourself a certain amount of leeway because it's the okay, we're heading to, I don't know if <laughs> it's in the trailer, but I don't, don't want to yeah, give it away. You're literally a clown with a giant stick brick and on a stick. brick yeah. on and the end of it. Yeah, yeah. And he's fighting with this and you're like, okay, what the hell is going to take for us to get to this place? So <laughs> a lot of times when you do that, the whole time when you're watching a film, you have that in the back of your mind. Okay, we're building this place, building this place. And it, it makes it so that you're not fully invested in the film, I think. And it's something you see in a lot of movies, but it actually can be a detractor for me. And this is something okay, that actually works because I completely forgot about that opening. And then when it got right. there, when you first introduced this, again, this idea of where this is coming, it's like, oh, okay, that's right. Now we're back to the starting point again.
1: Gotcha, yeah. I yeah. think, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was definitely like, a, definitely wanted to hit people with a, what the hell was going on here, you know, like how, why is Skykins fighting a clown you know like that was definitely we wanted to hit people with that and then you know uh, and yeah he even says it in the video, you know how did I end up here sort of thing so it's uh, you know we definitely wanted to hit people with something you know give them a taste of what yeah like you say a taste of what's to come later on um, and then and then you know go on that journey with Mike back to that point so I, I think if, if the <laughs> film isn't like paced out well and it's stuff to keep you entertained like you say that can be a distraction where you're like just waiting going Okay, so when we get into the clown bit, because I'm not interested in what's happening now, but if you've got some other cool action and fun things happening along the way, hopefully you're not just thinking, when are we going to get to the clown? So hopefully that's why it, it works. Um, well, you pulled it off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then, so the, the two of you have had, it's pretty interesting, you've had parallel and separate careers from what I can see. Is yes. that the case where you've been, has the goal always been to work to this point where you're doing features together? Because you have pretty... While in the same industry, slightly different backgrounds?
1: 100%, yeah. So, we both kind of in the early days were, we always knew we wanted to kind of work in film and stuff, but we both kind of worked TV in TV our, in our young years. We actually worked together on the same uh, TV channels in the UK. Um, but then we kind of started our own business where we were doing more just kind of standard, like, you know, corporate work, work on stuff, just kind of video production and that kind of thing uh and then yeah we had this kind of period where george became a stuntman so obviously he went into his his stunt life and then i kind of continued down the kind of running the the more the business side stuff but but the thing that we went in the middle was make youtube shorts so we had our youtube channel so like we're big anime fans so we were doing like live action anime stuff we were doing an x-men fan film batman original shorts kind of thing so Even though we were off doing separate things, we always came together to direct to do our short films, and that was the kind of passion projects that Mm -hmm. we really wanted to uh, take forward into making feature films. Obviously, George got a ton of great experience with being on big features. Um, Some of the biggest features, yeah, yeah. like ten years. (laughs) Yeah, 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 really lucky to be involved in uh, some some of those big projects, and uh, obviously, yeah, great to soak up uh, lots of. Experience and uh, you know work with lots of different people, different actors and directors and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, obviously, I mean, I'm hoping to obviously bring all that forward into our own our own careers. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, yeah, yeah, this has always been the goal is to do feature films. Um, well, also, it meant that when we were making short films for no budgets, George was able to like wrangle in like the top stuntmen and say, come and get blown up or you know fall over or whatever. So we were able to kind of bring a bit of induction value to our like no-budget short films because we had access to all these stunt guys that were like, yeah, cool, we'll come and help, help you out. So that's kind of why a lot of our stuff leaned towards action because we had access to those guys.
0: Today's episode of the Following Films podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. So earlier today, when I went into Bookman's, I was thinking about the conversation I was having earlier today. And I just wanted to check out a movie that maybe was a genre film, but had a little bit more on its mind. Something that was a horror film, maybe something that had a political or social commentary underneath it. And when I walked into Bookman's, I happened to come across the 4K edition of Candyman, uh, the one that Scream Factory put out earlier this year, and it's a phenomenal set. I'm really looking forward to watching it tonight. But today I'm joined by my son, Jacob, who had some questions about Candyman, the movie, when he was looking at uh, the blu-ray cover he had some questions, so let's kind of go through those right now. So Jacob come here Yes. Uh, what is your first question about this candy man? Um, um,
1: what what happens if you say your his name five times?
0: That's a that's a good question because on the bottom of the blu-ray case it says we dare you to say his name five times So if you look in a mirror in the movie and you say Candyman five times Candyman will appear he'll come there and you'll kill Oh, well, wow. Wow. Um, I, I didn't tell you that, but yeah, that, that's that's what would happen. Because this is make-believe. It's not a real thing that happens. This is just a story. It's just pretend. Good, good, good. So Candyman shows up in the room and then <laughs> lights out. So do you have any other questions about the uh, the Blu-ray case here that you're looking at? Uh, why is
1: there a bee right there?
0: Okay, that's a good question. So the bee is there because Candyman... Uh, well, what do you think? Well, if you had to... If you were going to watch this movie, if you had to think, why would there be a bee there? What do you think is going on in this picture? I think
1: uh, pink, um, a bee affected him.
0: That's right. Mm-hmm. He, he was bitten by bees. That's right. Yep. That, that's, that's why there's a bee there, because the Candyman was bitten by bees.
1: And, and means, so, means means he would kill the bees that did that?
0: Well, no, not necessarily. But, so do you have any other questions about this on here?
1: Why is he in
0: the eye? Oh, that's Candyman. That's just a reflection. So this is this eyeball right here, it represents there's a woman who's looking in the mirror, and then she can see Candyman in the mirror also. So I think that's what that's trying to portray. So I have a question for you about this movie. Do you think this is a movie that a kid should watch? No. Is this a movie that you ever think you'll watch? When you're a grown-up, do you ever want to see Candyman? Yes. When you're grown up? Okay, cool. As long
1: as it's not too horrifying.
0: It's not that bad. It's a lot of fun. Mom loves this movie. I love this movie. So we're going to probably watch this later tonight.
1: Wait, but how do you know all this stuff?
0: How do I know all this about it? Well, because I like movies a lot. And that's why I have a movie podcast, so that I can talk about movies.
1: And why do you actually know all about what's in this movie?
0: Because I've seen it a bunch of times.
1: Oh. Um, the classic
0: one, like part one? Yeah, well, there's actually, there's four Candyman movies. There's uh, three that star Tony Todd, who's that guy right there. He's actually, Tony Todd is a really well-respected genre actor. I like him a lot. In fact, we're connected on Twitter, and we end up talking about music a lot. So, really nice guy. He's not scary at all. The guy who plays Candyman in real life. And then there was a remake that was done, or I guess it's kind of a sequel to it, that was done recently. came out last year that's really, really good. Or a couple years now, I guess, it's, it's been out for. So, yeah, definitely worth checking out. But
1: I have a new yeah. question. Why is there a Broadway deal?
0: Right well, that just makes it a little bit more horrifying. So, I think we need to get back to the interview. Why don't you uh, just go ahead and say thank you for listening to the show to the people. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Enjoy the rest of the show. Well, and you, and you maintained that in this film as well. Were you the stunt coordinator in this one as well, George? Uh,
1: not a stunt coordinator. So, um, uh, we had a stunt coordinator called Morgan, uh, Ch- Ch- I can't pronounce it right, but a Maltese stunt coordinator, uh, who was brilliant. And, uh, uh, he, he, he was a stunt coordinator on, on, the, on the whole film um, and brought in some multi-stunt guys and stuff um, for a few bits. And then uh, myself, like Scott, Andy Long, uh, Sam Mack, Hung dang Dong, um, Tim. Tim Mann, uh, all pitched in on the fight choreography. So um, all, I think we're all kind of credited as fight choreographers and stuff. Um, but yeah, so it was a real collaborative process in, uh, for the fight stuff, um, yeah, between all of us pitching in ideas. It was like the best idea wins. Uh, and then obviously I, um, so I was on the camera a lot of the time, uh, getting the shots and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, really, you know, really interesting process for having lots of different, uh, really talented people, you know, especially, you know, your Andy Longson, uh, Sam Max and stuff, you know, really brought a lot, of, a lot to the table. Uh, an advantage you're at as well is that we knew we were going to be editing the film. And George also did like about 50% of, oh, the, fine, of the visual, of the visual <laughs> effects of the film. So we knew, like going in, that we're like we're gonna be we're gonna be overseeing like, that entire process. So we did lots of planning and the action. That like, we did lots of pre visualization. So we basically shot the entire fights in a gym space or in a rehearsal space first. So then when we we're on set, we're like, this is the fight. Like we had it edited ready to go, uh, So that saved a lot of time. So and then we know that we're going to go into the edit. We know how on set how we need to shoot for the VFX because George is going to be doing a lot of that. So it kind of gives us. And that was all built up in our YouTube time where we were making short films with low budget. So we were just like, let's just do everything ourselves so we don't have to pay anyone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we yeah, we don't have to, that we can't. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's so what that came into, uh, into play here. So it definitely helped a lot. And then is that something that having
0: that much control over all these different elements, it forces you into a place. You have to do it because it's a necessity. Then as your budgets start increasing, is that something that giving over that control and that kind of... <laughs> management of these things is something you would embrace or is it something that you would want to continue with us as the, the budget's increase
1: it's a yeah. good question it's a, it's a huge it's a huge learning curve for us with this like I'm just submitting a lot of that of like responsibility but we had a wicked team uh, yeah, our really? DOP uh, Richard bell um like we couldn't have got along with him better same with our first AD yeah a uh, Christian like um so that kind of tight unit just made things you know that, that that'd be, that's a nightmare when if you that kind of group of uh, the crew don't get along you know it's a, it's a nightmare but we did mm. and so from kind of point one it was like okay it's clear that we can we can just relinquish this uh, our usual control uh and it was also nice I mean, We we had to we had a 20 yeah. 22 day shooting schedule we cannot be doing everything ourselves we'd have yeah yeah um we have to hand over a lot of responsibility we did, Everyone did. yeah but, I, I think it you know oh uh, yeah especially me i'm um, Bit of a control freak that sort of stuff you know and uh letting go of that stuff is quite hard but you know as soon as you see actually these guys you know that, that's what they that's what they do that's their, their job And you go oh, okay they actually really good at their job cool i can you can relax and you know let you know that you're gonna get something good so because 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 going into the future we had we had never worked with DOP like we and all of our shorts we just did it ourselves so so we were bringing in rich and saying look we've never done this properly you know we've never actually had this collaboration uh, and then we kind of understood finally what everyone was talking about and they were saying to us how can you not have a DOP that's so important and we were like yes it is very important yeah. <laughs> and, and we were very happy to have Rich you know did such an amazing job yeah um, you know just, just, just logistically like to shoot the fights the way we did Rich basically had to light 360 a lot of the time like just so that we could just keep moving um, and that's a hard job when you're in a big yeah. location or whatever. so yeah an amazing job yeah. yeah and
0: is that that's that's something that I can't imagine that a film like this is is nearly as expensive as it looks. So this is something where I feel like it's probably more of a low budget than it looks like, where I think everybody is elevating stuff because the movie looks incredible. It sounds I great. Like it. And nice. it, the, the fight sequences are really fun. It's it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. And it doesn't feel <laughs> like it's a low budget film. But I have a feeling that uh, considering all these things that you're saying that it may have been a little bit more uh, with a 22 day shoot with these number of locations. I mean, I don't know how many locations you had, but my God. Uh, like 13? So
1: 13. Well, including UK stuff, like 16. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah. 14, 15. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: bet on the best day, you had a location for two days uh, on the best case scenario. So that's <laughs> pretty, pretty much impressive yes. to move through all this that quickly.
1: Um, I, I mean, there was days where we were going to like three or four locations in one day. He was like, <laughs> it's mental. Well, the, the, the one advantage, it's not something that we would prefer to do uh, in the future. But, you know, they do have two directors. So we did have certain days where we, we split, basically. And I, I guess think- you don't need a second AD if you have a second director. Right? Yeah. <laughs> So I would take one unit. George would take another. And we had a couple of days where we'd be in one location that was big enough that I could be over there doing one fight. George could be over that side doing another fight, and it didn't and it didn't kind of impede on each other too much. So, um, I mean, yeah, it was it, it was intense. Like it, it was every day, all day was like go 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 kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like some days we were doing like fifty plus slates a day. You know, it was. Uh, which is a lot you know, the film yeah. doesn't know that, it's a lot. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that, that. that is a breakneck pace that, that's yeah. very very fast but i guess the last question i know we're out of time here but I, I i'll direct this towards you george did you ever look in those when you're splitting off these days and look at something that harry did with the fight sequence and you're oh shit
1: <laughs> every day no no it's uh, no, it good because he basically he had andy along with him so yeah, okay. i knew he's i knew he's in safe hands with andy and so um, andy andy's like um works with uh, like, you know, Jackie Chan, is part of his stunt yeah. team kind of thing. Yeah. So, so there it, it was, it was always like, we always had someone who was like the action expert with us kind of thing. Um, and those days we were separate, most of the time was pure fight yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, you know, in that case, Andy is like essentially doing the brunt of the work. He's making sure that this is all, you know, and I'm just there going, that looks good, making sure performances are good and that kind of stuff. But yeah. So again, very collaborative. Yeah. Um, and I think everyone agreed that my fights came up better, So that's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, perfect. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time to do this today. I really do appreciate yeah, thank it. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Cong- congratulations on the film. It's it's a fun one man, so I'm definitely thank you very
1: much. Good people. Did okay. yeah, yes. thank you. So much. Time enough to figure you out
0: Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Get me hope.